Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 15. Everybody say, beware. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing. They look like sheep, but inwardly, on the inside, they are ravening wolves. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 1. But there were false prophets. Everybody say false prophets. There were false prophets among, also among the people. Even as there shall be false prophets among you. Everybody say that's us. Who shall privily or privately shall bring damnable heresies. Even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction and many oh I wish it didn't say many I wish it said a few I wish it said a couple I wish it said one or two but many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Last verse we're going to read. And through covetousness they shall with feigned words make merchandise of you. Look at your neighbor and say that's you. Whose judgment now a long time lingereth not. In other words judgment isn't going to wait forever. And their damnation slumbereth not. I, I want to preach to you and with the help of the Holy Ghost communicate what has been stirring in my spirit uh, for several days now. I want to bring these verses together in our hearing today and I know there's lots of big words here and probably when you read words like pernicious, <clears throat> many maybe not even know how to pronounce it. I had to double check. And many others probably don't even know what it means. But the Bible matters. And the Bible matters for us today. It's not just something that we believe in theory or theology, but we believe that God intends us to put hands and feet on His Word so that it can impact the reality of our lives today. So here is my prayer in this service, that at some point between now and when I conclude this message and the Lord uh, says it's time and we come around this front, we open this altar, a custom at our church. If you're new here, we'll come and pray and you're welcome to join us with that uh, or you're welcome to pray in the aisle, pray in your seat. But when we pray at the conclusion of this service, it is my prayer that somehow in the next few minutes of our time together that God will take his holy, righteous, infallible word and let it be engrafted in our hearts and let it come out in our our lives, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Would you lift up your voice right now and would you ask Jesus to talk to us for just a moment in the name of Jesus. God, we need your word 
and we need your help. We need your voice and we need your spirit today, God, to speak clearly in our ears. We want you to say what you want to say today, God. We don't want to be mistaken, God. We don't want to leave here wondering, God, but we want your word to be in our hearts, a mighty burning fire, and let it change our destiny. Let it change us today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I want to preach to you for the next few minutes about the merchandise of the wolf. The merchandise of the wolf. And you can be seated in Jesus' name. Growing up, I had a fascination with wolves. I don't really know why I grew up in Nebraska. And to my knowledge, at least at that time there, uh, there weren't any wolves around. I don't know that I had ever seen a wolf. I don't know that I had ever uh, encountered a wolf. But I had this unique fascination with wolves. I remember stopping at a truck stop sometime in my childhood. I don't know where I was going. I don't know why we ended up at this truck stop. But truck stops then and now are more than just a place for semi-tractor trailers to get gasoline or diesel, but they've kind of made them one-stop shops, right? And you can get just about everything. You don't just go into truck stops to get your uh, coffee or your Dr. Pepper and your Doritos and your corn nuts for the road trip. Uh, and if that's going to be your choice, you probably want to get an antacid pill with all of that too. You're going to mix all that together. Uh, you, you, uh, you don't just stop there for those things, but you stop there for other things. And I remember there was this little box. It was a, a cedar box and, you know, just the, the, the cheap stuff that they sell at truck stops. But it had a picture of a wolf on it. And I remember begging for that little box, that little cedar box. And, and so I, the, the person I was with purchased that box for me. And I took it home, and I put some things in it, and I had that box for years. I had that box, in fact, into adulthood. I'm really not sure what happened to it. Uh, it may have been a casualty of marriage. Uh, my wife might have thrown that along out with uh, some of the old clothes I used to wear, and all the married men understand what I'm talking about. And I'm not sure where that disappeared, but I remember I treasured that box because I just thought that wolf on on the box is cool. There's some pretty cringy wolf products out there. You can uh, see some pretty cringy shirts and sweaters and hoodies and socks and, and, and all kinds of things with, with images of wolves. We seem to be fascinated by, by wolves. We, something about a, a, a wolf. It's powerful. It, they're, they're, there's somewhat of a majesty to them. They're, they're, they're predators, and, and they're very powerful uh, predators. They are in, in certain parts where they roam the apex predator of the region because of how they hunt and, and the manner with which they attack their prey. And, and so I, I was intrigued when the Bible, as I was reading just recently, the Bible uh, uses uh, the, the analogy of wolves again and again. In fact, in our first text that we read, the Bible lets us know that there would be coming a day that false prophets would come to us and they would be in sheep's clothing. 
but inside they would be ravening wolves. Inwardly, they were different than what they were outwardly. What they projected was one thing, but what they actually were was something different. Inwardly, our text says, they were ravening wolves. But verse 16, if we would continue reading that text in Matthew chapter 7, he said, but you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? You don't pull a grape. And, and, and I, w- I was privileged just recently to be at, at a friend's home and there were grape vines and, and try the grape off of the vine. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful, better than anything you get in the store. But you don't pick a grape off the vine and, and that grape itself is covered with thorns. You wouldn't eat it, right? You, you don't pull a fig off of a tree and it's covered with thistles. You, you wouldn't put that in your mouth. Even so, Jesus said in verse 17, every good tree brings forth good fruit. And every corrupt tree brings forth corrupt fruit. You're not going to have a good grapevine that produces poisonous thistles instead of grapes. It's not possible. Jesus said, and good trees uh, uh, produce good fruit. And and, and verse 18, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth, now here's what he says. He says, here's the, the good trees and the bad trees, and how do you know them? By their fruit, right. You know them by their fruit. You don't know them by just what they tell you or by some, uh, uh, you know, ethereal form of, of judgment or checking the wind. But you, you know them by what they produce. You watch what the tree produces. And you'll know if it's a good tree or not. You watch what it brings forth and you'll know. And then he says, every tree that bringeth not forth good Fruit, verse 19, is hewn down and cast where? It's a reach forward into the day of judgment that Jesus is speaking of. And he's saying that every tree, and obviously he's not just talking about trees. He's using uh, the agriculture of the day and and the agronomy that everybody was familiar with to teach them that, that while they understood in the natural if it was a bad tree, they would cut it down and put something better in its place. They'd throw it in the fire. But Jesus was drawing a spiritual parallel. And he was letting them know that the trees in this particular point can be likened to us as believers and people. He's saying if it's not bringing forth good fruit, it's going to be cut down and cast in the fire. Now, don't get nervous. You might have heard some crazy stories about churches here, there, and everywhere. But, but you know, there's no bonfire out back and we're not cutting anybody down and put, roasting anybody like marshmallows here today. That, that's not what we do here, right? So what's he talking about? What's Jesus meaning? That's quite a stark analogy, right? What is Jesus saying? He's saying there is coming a day of judgment. 
There is coming a day where the fire is going to reveal what was good and what was evil. Where, where the fire is going to uh, uh, burn and it's going to burn up all those uh, that existed and did not produce good fruit. And then he says this, whereby their fruit ye shall know them. In other words, what Jesus is saying when it comes to the end times, when it comes to the last of the last days, you need to look around at the fruit of one's life. And if their life is not producing fruit, beware. But specifically, he's not just talking about me looking at you and you looking at me. And, and, and it's not just open season to look at and take shots at your neighbor sitting across the section from you and saying, well, they don't look like they're producing fruit in the fire they go. That, that, that's not where he's going with this. What he's, what he's saying is that by their fruit you shall know them. And he's saying this in the context of false teachers that we talked about in our text in verse 15. False teachers that are going to be among, that are going to be trying to convince. And he's saying, watch the fruit of their life. And then he says this in verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, you cannot just, ready? You cannot just every once in a while say, oh, I believe in Jesus, Lord, Lord. Okay? Now, I know, I know what I'm preaching right now. I know what I'm preaching right now may hit us culturally. It may hit us theologically. But what I vow to you and to the Lord is that I'm going to preach the Word of God. And we're not going to add to it. And we're not going to take away from it. But we're going to preach it. And we're going to apply it to our lives today. Amen? He, he said, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, enters into the kingdom. So I, I'm, I'm sorry if this crosses theological swords with you. I'm sorry if, if this uh, is against how you were raised. I'm sorry if this is against what your best friend or your favorite TV preacher or your favorite YouTube sermonizer or your favorite social media account says. But not all roads lead to heaven. You cannot, if you are a Bible believer, you cannot reconcile being a Bible believer with believing that you can just go to heaven any way you want to go to heaven. He said not everyone, Jesus literally said, he, you say, well, pastor, I know the whoremongers, the people that are out committing atrocities, they're not going to go to heaven. He said those that even look and say, Lord, Lord, in other words, they pander to me. Those that, those that just use God when it's convenient. Those that just serve God when it's convenient. Those that just come before him when it's convenient. But he said, he that does the will of my Father. In other words, if you're walking in his will, if you're walking in his goodness and his mercy, then your life is going to produce good fruit and you'll enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, now, the way that you do that, and if, if I can just pause for a moment and, and tell you the way that you walk in a good way and the way that you walk in the will of the Lord is by repenting of your sins, by being filled with the beautiful gift of His Spirit. I don't have the power in my own to live for God right. I don't have the power in my own to make wise decisions. But it is by His power and His strength in me that I can overcome this world. 
And when I'm baptized in Jesus' name, we talked about it and celebrated a few minutes ago. When I'm baptized in Jesus' name, all my sins are washed away, never to be held against me again. You say, what in the world does going down in a tank and a preacher saying a prayer over you, how does that wash away your sins? It is by faith in the operation of the Word of God in our lives. It's by faith and obedience to the Word of God because God says he that believeth on me and is baptized shall be saved he that believeth not shall be damned and so I take the word of God and I say yes Lord to your word now when you reconcile Matthew chapter 7 in the text that we read with the prophetic statements that Jesus made in Matthew chapter 24 he talked about the day that we would be living in in the last days and, and I believe, I, I believe we are living in the last of the last days. If you look at the going on in our world, what's happening in the Middle East, uh, the tensions in every single part of our world, uh, if you read Matthew chapter 24, you see that these things are all happening right before our eyes. Uh, he said, and there shall be wars and rumors of wars. Uh, he, he said, and you look everywhere, there's wars and there's rumors of wars. Uh, is this nation going to rise against this nation? Is that nation going to get involved in the conflict? Uh, is, is this nation going to go all out war or nuclear? against that nation what's China gonna do what's North Korea gonna do what's Iran gonna do how, how, how is the, the the conflict the war the atrocities that are happening right now between Israel and Hamas how is that all going to be worked out wars and rumors of wars in fact I would just encourage you probably not to just sit in front of the news all the time right now okay it's just going to depress you. It's just going to mess with you. It's just going to create fear. And God's not given us the spirit of fear. Right? But what? The Bible says he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We don't have to sit around wringing our hands. Oh, my goodness. What's going to happen? What's going to No, we've got faith. We've got confidence in the word of God that his will is going to come to pass in our life. But these prophetic statements of Matthew chapter 24, the Bible says nation shall rise uh, against nation, uh, kingdom against kingdom, uh, you, uh, roars, rumors, wars, nation. You know what it really means? Ethnos, ethnos, or ethnicities. Uh, we have never lived in a day uh, where the racial tensions are boiling over into anger and assault like they are in 2023 in the day that we live in. Brothers and sisters, uh, we are living in the last uh, of the last days. Uh, he said, nation against nation or ethnos against ethnos. Uh, this is the way of the world. Let me just say it here. You know it, but let me say it anyway. That's not the way of God. That's not the way of the church. That's not the way of the king. I, I may make some enemies here, and if I make enemies, it's been nice to meet you, and I'm sure there's a church uh, that'll preach exactly what will make you like what you want to hear. But hear me, in the nation, in the, in the kingdom of God, there is but one ethnicity, and that is that we are blood-bought by the child In the kingdom of God, he said there's neither Jew nor Greek nor bond nor free. In other words, in the kingdom of God, there is no black, there is no white, there is no purple with yellow polka dots. There's no spectrum anywhere in between. No. 
If that offends you, I'm sorry you're offended. Uh, but in the kingdom of God, uh, I have been bought by his blood uh, into a greater kingdom. Uh, I am not of my... I know you believe that. I wish our whole world uh, believed that. Hear me. Anytime you start talking about ethnic power this, ethnic power that, uh, it is contrary to the word of God. Uh, Jesus crucified that. Uh, he took that to a tree. Uh, well... Let me just jump in the deep end. Can I just jump in the deep end? Can I tell you, in the kingdom of God, there is no such thing as fill in the blank ethnic uh, ethnicity, and that ethnicity is greater than any other, has power over any other, is better than it. In the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as Pakistani power or Iranian power or Israeli power or white power or black power or Jew power or Greek power. Let me tell you, it's kingdom power. Do not think like this world. Do not operate like this world. Do not live like this world. That's what culture is preaching to us. That's not what the Bible is preaching to us. You got to beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. This is what they're going to be peddling to you. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. I, 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 you got to beware of sheep's clothing because they're peddling this stuff to you. And the Bible says all of these signs of the end times, earthquakes in divers places, and all of these things, pestilence as disease and famine, all of these things that play out in Matthew chapter 24, of all of those prophetic statements in verse 11, he said, and many false prophets... There it is again. Shall come in my name and shall deceive many. <laughs> but First John says this. But beloved, not every spirit. Believe not every spirit. Woo. This may be an absolute mind-blowing news flash to somebody, okay? But let me help you. You don't have to believe everything you read on the internet. You don't have to believe everything that somebody out there preaches to you or tells you. Well, my, 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 my. <clears throat> I feel like the scalpel of the word wants to cut a little deep today. Is that okay? You don't have to believe. How, how, how do I know? You know why I'm careful what I let into my spirit? You know why I'm careful what YouTube preacher I listen to? And I think you should be too. You know why I'm careful what, what TV preacher, I don't care what broadcast network it's on, I, I, I don't care what radio station or podcast or book, you know why I'm very careful what I take into my spirit? Because the Bible says by their fruit you shall know them. And if I don't know them, I definitely can't know their fruit. All I know is what they write on the back of the book jacket or what they put in their own description of their website that they wrote about themselves. 
I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I know that sounds sarcastic. I'm just preaching the truth. I, 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 I just take what they say that they're the self-proclaimed expert. You realize there was a day not long ago in human history uh, where b- before the end, I know, I know I sound like an old geezer right now. I know I sound like an old man. I've got gray hair. I'm not an old man. I might be slightly middle-aged. I'm not an old man, but I know I sound like one. Hear me. Uh, there was a day not long ago where this internet thing, this is all just a boom in the last couple of decades where, where the only people you could really talk to were people that you were in close proximity to so you could know and see their fruit so in other words uh, the guy that lives two houses down from you that's been bankrupt 16 times uh, is on his 13th marriage uh, and can't keep his stuff together you're probably not taking life advice from him is that simple enough but, but in today's culture, anybody can preach to you uh, because we have streams of information coming to us from everywhere. We have streams of information coming to us from TV, internet, newspapers, uh, media of every kind, billboards and schools and teachers uh, and professors. There's streams of, uh, of information coming to us. Uh, and I'm telling you, that's a sign of the end time. You may not have considered it like this before, but Jesus said, beware of false teachers and prophets. It doesn't mean people who get up in a pulpit and say, thus saith the Lord, I prophesy unto you. That's, they're not going to come like that because they're wolves in, in what? In other words, they look like sheep. They say, look like sheep. What does that mean? Like? Does that mean they're wearing a white wool jacket and ears? No, 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 that holiday is coming that where people dress up crazy. Let me say, by the way of the church, we have, we have a trunk fest, we have a trunk or treat. Where we come here, it's a wholesome, godly environment. We don't do blood, guts, gore, evil, villains, vampires, all that stuff here. But, it, but it's, it's going to be a very nice, family-friendly, clean, well-lit area that we're going to serve our families. We're not celebrating Halloween here. We're, but, but what we are is we are, af- we are offering an alternative to what the world is doing and letting our kids celebrate and have a little fun just because they're children of God. And you know what? Living for God doesn't have to be dull, boring, and ugly. So I'm not talking about somebody walking around in a white wool coat with ears uh, on their head. But what I'm telling you is, he said, there will be wolves in sheep's clothing. They will smell like sheep, look like sheep, uh, dress like sheep, talk like sheep. What does that mean? It means uh, that they will appear harmless. Now I've got to hurry and get done preaching. I'm going to preach part two next week and maybe part three the week after. So I want you to come back if you can. If not, tune in online, watch our YouTube, whatever. But hear me. God said beware of false prophets. Uh, Beware of false teachers. Uh, What are they doing? They're speaking things into your life. Uh, They're giving you life advice. They're giving you life counsel. They're telling you you ought to go here and go there. But believe not every spirit because many, verse one says, are false prophets that are gone out into this world world. In other words, there are many and they're all over. Hereby ye know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that he said, even spirits that come and confess Jesus Christ are not of God. Every spirit, he says, that does not confess Jesus though, you know automatically is a spirit that is a spirit of, there's that A word, what is it? The Antichrist. 
Now, when we talk about end times, and I'm going to talk more about the Antichrist next week, uh, but when we talk about the end times uh, and the Antichrist, and there's all kinds of ideas and theories and, uh, uh, about that, but what we have to be aware of is the spirit of the Antichrist, uh, if we are not careful, can operate in our own homes unchecked. Holy Ghost, help me right now. I'm trying to land the plane. He, the, the spirit of the Antichrist, uh, if we are not careful what we allow to speak into us uh, and teach to us and preach to us, uh, you've got to be careful that the spirit of the Antichrist is not allowed in our living rooms uh, and in our computers uh, and in our self. I'm not talking about some chip. I'm not talking about technology where the government's spying on you. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'm telling you, we got to be careful of the stuff that we willingly allow into our lives because we think it's good or it sounds good or it sounds peaceable or it makes sense or it helps explain my life or it's a, it's a good little statement about the trouble that I'm going through. Let me tell you where the best statements you can find the trouble that you're going through instead of scrolling your Instagram feed or your TikTok feed or Pinterest for a cute little quote about what you're going through. That's all fine and has its place. I'm not preaching against any of that. But you know where we're going to find our answers? It's in the Word of God. It's in the Word of God. It's in the Word of God. Come on, somebody lift up your voice to the Lord right now all across this room. Somebody lift up your voice. Say, help us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I'm winding to a close. Hear me. I'll continue this message next week. But the Bible says in the second text that we read, it said that these wolves in sheep's clothing will come. And they will come in a pernicious form. Everybody say pernicious Pernicious, that's not a compliment. Don't tell your girlfriend she's pernicious. Okay, don't tell your wife she's pernicious. That's, that's not a compliment. Per- pernicious means they are cunning. They are slow moving. They are sly on purpose. They are deceitful and manipulative on purpose. And he said, with their pernicious ways, these wolves in sheep's clothing, these false prophets. I know we get caught up in all the other signs of the end time. And is this nation going to rise against that nation? And what do the seals mean? And what what does the 13-headed dragon mean? And all these symbols in scripture. And we may get to that even a little bit in this series. But hear me. What we need to be aware of in our life, in our family in our home with our children dear Lord with our children is wolves in sheep's clothing false teachers that will appeal to your most carnal desires the Bible says through covetousness in other words they know what your carnal heart desires and if your carnal heart desires fame they will offer you fame And if your carnal heart desires love, uh, they will offer you love. And if your carnal heart desires peace, they will offer you peace. And if your carnal heart desires war, they will offer you war. In other words, you can find anything you want that will tell you anything that will affirm your own carnal thought processes and fleshly desires. He said it's pernicious how they do it. It's sly how these false prophets are going to work in the last days. And what they do is they literally make 
merchandise of you. You become the product that they peddle. These false teachers, these wolves in sheep's clothing, they're not just selling their information. They're not just selling their doctrines. And they're not just selling their ways. But what they are doing is they're trying to ensnare everybody that they can so that then you become their preacher. You become another pulpit. You become another proclaimer claimer of a false gospel. But can I fast forward through this series and just tell you, Jesus said, that don't let them in the door the the wolf uh, is going to try to get in the door don't let them in the door he said I am the door and you cannot come into eternal life uh, but through Jesus Christ you can't get in this kingdom uh, but through Jesus Christ he said not everybody that climbs tries to climb into the door is should be let into the door but he said I am the door I'm the good shepherd and you only get into the kingdom through me my sheep he said know my voice my sheep are not confused they're not bamboozled by all that other stuff he said the thief comes but to steal kill and destroy but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly I am the good shepherd and he said I give my life for my sheep in other words I'm not just trying to use you and abuse you but I give my life for you he said I've come to give you life and I've come to give you life more abundantly how do you know the wolf from the sheep the Bible said he was a good shepherd the spirit of the wolf is different from the spirit of the sheep The spirit of the wolf devours, it destroys. When the spirit of the wolf is backed into a corner, hear me. When the spirit of the wolf is backed into the corner, it fights. When the spirit of the wolf is backed into the corner, it riots. When the spirit of the wolf is backed into the corner, it bows up and punches back. Somebody didn't like that. And I'm sorry, I'm preaching the Bible to you. And I don't apologize for hear me. The spirit of the wolf is a ravening spirit. It appears like sheep until it's pushed. And then it attacks back. That's the spirit of Antichrist in our day. Make no mistake about it. That's the spirit of Antichrist alive and well in our world. But the spirit of the sheep as we stand together. You know the difference in the spirit of the sheep? The Bible says when he was headed to Calvary, as a sheep before his shears was cut. As he was headed to pay the price for your sins and for mine. When he was about to let them nail him to a tree. The spirit of the wolf would have called down legions of angels and zapped them all. He was God. If he was not God, couldn't he have not, could he have not destroyed them? If he was not God, would he have just let them do this? No. Was a wolf, he would have fought back. He would have consumed them all. You know how you can tell the spirit of a sheep from the spirit of a wolf is when a sheep gets poked. It doesn't fight. It doesn't fuss. The Bible says the man, Jesus Christ, the God-man Jesus Christ who had all power in heaven and earth could have called down legions of angels. Angels could have consumed them all Bible says as a lamb to the 
the slaughter as a sheep before his shears was dumb. Not dumb as in he didn't have any sense or IQ. Dumb as in he did not speak. He opened not his mouth. What are you saying, Pastor Levine? I'm saying at the very basic level in all of our lives, the way the spirit of the wolf begins to work is when heartache comes, tragedy comes, somebody bumps you at work. I'm not talking about physically bumps you, though it may apply there. I've seen some short-fused people in my day. Haven't you? But when life jostles you, somebody does something you don't like, if you can't handle it, get ready because the last days it's only going to get more chaotic. But the spirit of the wolf is different than the spirit of the sheep. The spirit of the wolf makes merchandise of us and resells us to culture and says, be like this because everybody's like this. Be like this. Accept this. Affirm this because every, everybody's affirming this. Every university is teaching this. Every school is now indoctrinating our kids, our children with this. Be like this. That's what the spirit of the wolf See, they make merchandise and the more they get on board the easier it is to sell you hear me but he said beware they're wolves in sheep's clothing they will lead you to damnation they will lead you to damnation here's what I know I'm going to serve God with everything within me I'll give I'll do whatever I have to do uh, come what may I'm going to stand for the kingdom of God I'm going to stand for righteousness and holiness and purity of faith in the word of God but when this world bumps and when this world pokes and when it gets worse and worse by their fruit ye shall know them the way we can grow this kingdom thing in the quad cities is brothers and sisters we can't behave like everyone else we can't behave like the spirit of the wolf. We cannot become the merchandise of the wolf. Oh, but make us as Jesus. Make us as Christ. Make us as him where we can stand with our tongue silenced. We need it with our hands still and a calm, resolute faith. You say, that goes and some of you can't even digest that right now but I'm telling you it was through that single act the Bible says in his humiliation his judgment was taken away you know what that means he was humiliated his judgment was taken away meaning he gave up the right to decide when Jesus was on the cross he said in your hands I commit my spirit he gave up the ghost you know what he had to do before he gave up the ghost? He had to give them his flesh. The ghost was his spirit. He gave up his spirit. But before that, he, he submitted his flesh to the humiliation of the cross. The Bible says in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. That doesn't mean like you judge, like a judge judges a trial. His judgment was taken away. It literally means his ability to decide. He willfully gave it say how in the world does that lead us to victory how in the world does that make us conquerors I'll tell you Jesus did it he's our example he said come through me come through the door that I have opened for you and if you'll follow me don't go with the ravenous wolves that come to you in sheep clothing I don't care how much they're preaching to you and telling you how you ought to respond how you ought to act how you ought to do no if you really want to be salt and light in this world be like Jesus and don't let this 
world phase you. Don't let this world rattle you. Don't let this world worry you. Don't let this world shake you. If you really want to be like Jesus, you ought to stand like he did. He said his face, the scripture says his face was set as a flint. In other words, he had made up his mind. He wasn't changing his mind. Humility is not weakness. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is strength that chooses to be silent and peaceful. And brothers and sisters, we are the church. We have the power of the Holy Ghost. We have a power that is greater than every nuclear weapon in this world. But the way that power operates is contrary to the way the power of the world operates. The world says bomb them, fight them, punch them in the mouth. The world says burn it down. The world says loot it out. The world says run them into the ocean, run them off the face of the earth. The world says take their country, take their territory. But the kingdom says, you know what? Just stand for truth and righteousness and holiness. Just live a peaceable life by your to the Lord right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. This altar is open. And I'm inviting anyone that wants to make your prayer and your commitment sure to step out of where you're at and walk down to the front of this building and say, Lord, right now, come on, lift up your voice. Say, Lord, right now, I pray that you would help us today. God, I pray that you would help us today. God, we don't want it. We want to be peacemakers. God, we're going to pray your will be done, your kingdom come. But God, we're going to be peacemakers. God, we're going to win this world not with war, but we're going to win souls with peace. Brothers and sisters, hear me. The currency of this world is opinions, and the currency of this world is double-tap likes and views on YouTube. The currency of this world is, can this nation take over that nation, and can this territory and people take over that people, and can this ethnicity overpower that ethnicity, and can this social group or ethnic group get what they feel like they deserve, or can this one win out and back and forth, and that is an endless cycle of humanity falling humanity. It's the spirit of the wolf that will last all the way till the rapture. But what I'm preaching to you is the way the church can impact this world. Our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This is our weapon. It is a sure faith. It is a voice of praise. It is a voice of peace. It is a voice of love. It's grace. It's mercy. It's meekness. It's temperance. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And by their fruit ye shall know them. Would you lift up your voice all across this room? I'm inviting everybody that would to either step down to this altar or to lift up your voice right where you're at. I'm inviting everybody that would, every member of this church, any guest that would like to join us, uh, would you just pray right now and pray this simple prayer. Jesus, uh, let your kingdom come in me. Would you pray this simple prayer right now that says, Jesus, uh, let your kingdom come in my life. God, let your kingdom come to my family. And let your kingdom come to my children. And let your kingdom come to my job. And let your kingdom come to my workplace. Come on, as they begin to sing, would you just lift up your voice and pray all over this room?